This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. I think, does that look infected? I think it's infected. No, it's not infected, man. On today's show, the guys are chatting it up with Levio Bolzon, co-founder of CodeMoji.com. Music from the Shane Howard Band, the Google Tip of the Week, and more. That's all up next on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio. Radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed under the site in this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. Good afternoon to you. I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Man, hope you guys are doing awesome. We've got a great show in store for you guys. We have and, a really uh, good show today. Yeah, it's going to be a, a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, don't forget to uh, hit us up online. You can uh, reach out to us, follow us, follow along on Twitter at hashtag ETGChat. You can uh, reach out to us directly at EduTechGuys, EduTechGuys.com. Just go to Google, type in EduTechGuys. That's kind of become like our our secondary subheading whatever. Yeah, go to Google. Go to Google, type in EduTechGuys, you'll find us. <laughs> That's how popular we are. Yeah, is that, is that what that is? That's what it is. <laughs> it's called No One Else Is Goofy Enough to Do It. Anyway, you can catch us out there in the great big social media world by just looking up EduTech guys. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, just to kind of catch everybody up on what's happening, um, yesterday uh, we had a, a group of folks uh, here at the co-op uh, working on their virtual reality kits that they're getting. Uh, that was an initiative put together through um, an agreement. Agreement's not the right word, a, a, a cooperation. I can't think of the word. Anyway, collaboration. Cool. Collaboration. Between uh, the state of Arkansas, Facebook, Microsoft, uh, Oculus Rift, and I don't know, a couple other folks who were involved. And so uh, a lot of schools in the state are getting uh, workstations with Oculus Rift sets. And, oh, Alienware. And, 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 yeah. So yeah, Alienware, so the machines are uh, provided by Alienware. The, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, very cool stuff. That's pretty cool stuff. It is. And so, as popular as VR is, you know, that's... that's and, 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 and VR, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, uh, mixed reality, that's that's really the future of, you know, some stuff. Like, you know, in fact, that goes right hands in hands with, like, this no school thing that we're going to talk about later in the interview we had uh, with... Uh, 
the Code Moji guy. Yeah, and uh, and then earlier today, uh, I actually was down in Texarkana and uh, got to set up. They have a they have a uh, had a uh, career fair going on. And uh, got to set up uh, the VR stuff, took it down there and, and let students get their hands on it. There were, there were students from um, Texarkana, Arkansas School District, and uh, they got their hands on it and got to talk to them about careers that uh, involve VR and, and different ways that uh, virtual reality is being used. Uh, in education and, and in careers, you know, you look at things like where you have virtual surgeries going on. So you practice before, you That's know, really you do cool. it for real and you kind of get in there and, and see what potential issues there are um, before, you know, cutting up a real person. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which always helps a little bit. A little does. practice there. That's right. It's really good. I've been using a doctor behind the trash dumpster at the Circle J uh, <laughs> in Mandeville, Texas. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he, says he's, he says he's a world-class surgeon. Yeah. Uh, hey, anyway, listen, we're going to drop out to a quick commercial, and when we come back, we'll hit an interview with uh, the co- one of the co-founders of Codemoji.com. Be right back after these messages. Bring the EduTech guys live to your school or event. That's right. Contact at edutechguys.com or go to www.edutechguys.com and fill out the form. We'll be happy to provide professional development to your teachers. We'll provide in-class training to your students, or we can provide live coverage of your conference or event. Reach out to us, edutechguys.com. Hey, you're listening to the EduTech Guys. We're coming to you live from Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op in Hope, Arkansas. And today on the show, we have a very special guest with Codemoji.com. I'm going to let him introduce himself, tell us who he is, what he does, and all about Codemoji, their cool coding platform, and their unique approach to programming. Hi, guys. My name is Livio Bolzen, uh, and I'm one of the founders of uh, Codemoji. Um, and like you said, what we do is simple. We help kids learn computer science uh, in a fun and different way uh, than most of the platforms out there. Cool, man. Cool. So um, kind of, you know, how did you guys come about this? What's your mission? What was the mission of Codemoji? Yeah, so my initial mission was really very simple. Uh, we just wanted to teach kids mostly just more complex skills like HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, but still keep it fun, but keep the education level really high. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the platforms we saw, either they kept the kids really, really engaged and the education level came down a lot, or the education level was really high and it was really difficult for kids to have fun and, and be engaged, or the, or the content that teach some of those, or taught some of those concepts was really, really complex and, and little kids couldn't comprehend it. So get into a little bit about how you did that. What, you know, I, I won't give it away, but what did you guys use to entice kids to make it more fun? Yeah, so what we did was we used emojis um, because they're pretty big right now. Um, and we also saw it kind of a couple of years ago, my partner saw that they were really coming to be a big thing. Um, there, a lot of people were starting to build apps. A lot of big corporations were starting to get their stuff together to launch like different emojis and stuff. Um, and we really saw it as a language that's not going away very soon. Um, it's only growing. So the, it's only getting bigger. The younger kids, it's becoming more and more part of their culture. Um, and the amount that kids are writing is going down, at least in the texting form. Um, and they're really starting to use them a lot more. As I use emojis, as you do, pretty much everyone uses them now and knows what they are, um, from young kids to older parents. Yeah, well, I have to say, uh, I've I've looked at the site and I even went through a little bit of the tutorial and um, the emojis that you guys use are um, 
I love the uh, the kind of play on words, play on pictures for some of that. Um, just uh, for those folks who have not been to uh, CodeMoji.com yet, uh, or you're heading there now that we're saying it, um, you have things like a traffic light, and that is that's your HTML tags as as you know the stop and go. You know that's that's what you've got to do. Um, I love the fact that you use a turtle for the title, just because you know you get that play on words. You get to make that association. It's not far. You know, you have the panda head as your heading. I mean, like I said, I played with it a little bit. I was like, okay, this is actually kind of, it, it's kind of fun. I mean, it really was, you know, even for somebody who's kind of old school, you know, <laughs> text editor, it, I, it was kind of neat. Yeah, no, we definitely, especially the initial product is definitely really supposed to be really fun, really different. Um, and we just want to really get kids involved and, you know, making that small correlation will later on make the correlation a lot better uh, as you move through the lessons and onto the more advanced lessons. Um, they're, they're still starting to really put the T and the title and all that stuff together. Um, and we've seen it work a little bit better um, with, with going from something really simple to something really complex in, in just probably a, a span of 20 or 30 minutes. Um, yeah. Wow. So in later lessons, do you guys, as you move forward into to harder and harder lessons, do you migrate away from emojis into just the text-based? Yep. Yeah, so we, we do move away from it pretty uh, pretty fast um, because we see it being as like basically an on-ramp, uh, a really fun on-ramp, um, but then we still want the kids to really learn some complex skills. So like in our second set of just HTML tag lessons, we then have the kids still dragging them because the typing proficiencies are pretty low, but now they're dragging the actual HTML tag. And then once they drag it in, they have to close it. So it might both be an HTML opening and closing, but they actually had to click the HTML closing part of it again to change the color of it, and that'll make it a closing tag, and you can see how that works in there. So you guys are using coding and stuff, uh, coloring and everything to help them debug as they go along also. Yeah, yeah, we're using, we're using a lot of colors to help them correlate. Like as you go through the um, lessons of the emojis, you can see we do the text on the side, um, and we're just putting in right now where those will actually be the colors that they then use in the, um, the correlating lessons, the, the later ones. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So do you guys build a lot of lesson plans for teachers? Or are there some stuff, so if, if a tutor or a teacher wants to start this, they yeah. can jump right in and pick some lessons and start building up maybe an entire, you know, two months or a semester or a year's base off of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So right now it's being used a lot as enrichment material. Mm -hmm. um, since our core base is, is not uh, super long yet, because um, we don't have enough content really yet, um, but so we're seeing it a lot used as enrichment or like in, in free tech time or if they're already teaching a coding class and they're using this as something, an add-on. Um, but as time goes by, we've only been around for about six or seven months. Um, so the more as time goes on, the more and more content we keep adding. Um, and we're trying to get to the point where we add, you know, 10 or 20 lessons a week. So, and then we'll start really pacing up quicker. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So uh, tell me, <clears throat> you guys talk about on the website, um, automatic, automatic marking and grading system. Yep and how that makes it easier for teachers. Well, tell me about that and its role in Codemoji. Yeah, yeah, so that's just one little part of it. Um, we see that teachers, you know, really want the easiest um, way to make something in, pulled into the classroom. Um, and we really saw when they tried to use other stuff, you know, Scratch, which is really good, and there's a lot of good resources, but it doesn't have it all in one. It doesn't have it all encapsulated from like the grading to the teacher support to see all the students, how they're progressing or, or any of that. It was kind of, you couldn't quantify it. There wasn't any data behind it. It was just like, oh, the student built a cool project. That was cool. Right. Uh, and then the other platforms out there like Tinker and stuff, which are really interesting, but they're really expensive. 
So mm. not every school has that ability, even though they have a lot of good resources. And in the end, they don't even focus on HTML and CSS. Most of the platforms don't at all. Even right. Even right. doesn't. Um, so, so yeah, so the automatic grading is really simple. So as the students go through, uh, the grade book just gets basically checked off and then done for the teachers. Um, and that's basically how the automatic grading works. Um, and, and then as the students keep going, we have automatic lesson plans. So as the students are struggling with different concepts, we make a lesson plan for that student customized um, for that student. Um, which that's is kind of cool. The, so, uh, um, so do you have, um, I, I don't know the word for it, um, do you have maybe uh, like focus groups or, or maybe certain classrooms or whatever that, that that's where you're getting some of the feedback to kind of help develop your, uh, you know, what you guys are doing with Codemoji? Yeah, yeah. So we, we have a couple champion schools um, is how, how we look at them. Um, so one of those is uh, Wells Preparatory Elementary on uh, the south side of Chicago. Um, and they've been really awesome. And they've really helped us get a lot of good feedback, especially working with public schools. Um, mm. Since pub public money, um, they then have to filter the internet based on private money. So if it's like a private school, their network settings are a lot different than a public school. So they've really helped us a lot with learning how to implement into public schools at a larger level. I'm sure. Um, it's got all these dumb network settings and so things that we have to fill out paperwork just to make our platform work, even though it works already. Um, so that's, <laughs> that, uh, that, that's been interesting. Um, so they've been helping us with focus groups. Uh, we do have a lot of feedback from teachers. We do have a big feedback forum um, that we do prominently on most of the pages right now when you're logged in. Um, along with we try to engage with all of our teachers so as new teachers sign up we try to engage with them see if they need anything helping get set up or whatever um, and then the teachers that add larger amounts of students um, we do engage with them and ask like hey how is things going you know or, or so on yeah. um, so we try to engage as much as we can um, with the teachers and the more classrooms and schools we keep getting into on a local level mm -hmm. um, even though we're doing it on a national level I can't be in can't be in Canada. I can't, I can't be in the UK. Um, so, but as we do it more on a local level and, and start getting bigger, um, we are getting more and more feedback. Yeah. That's cool. So you personally, uh, your passion about this, how does this uh, represent what you went through as a younger student? Yeah. So obviously as a younger student, uh, there was no coding thing. Um, <laughs> I went, I went to pretty good schools, um, but their focus was just in a different place. Um, mm -hmm really core subjects. Um, computer science is basically an afterthought and it, it really still is with a um, large, large amount of the schools we talk to. Um, either they have nothing or they have almost nothing. Um, right. So, so or some of them have, have something, but that number of schools that have something is, is very, very small. It's really centralized mostly to California um, as a lot of the competitors are out in the space in California. Um, so usually people like to start where they live um, mm. or their company is. Right. Um, a lot like Palo Alto and a lot of the Palo Alto school districts and California is getting saturated with like products. I'm um, not just ours, but just any, any products. Um, but yeah. I mean, a lot of schools just aren't there and the right. rural schools and the schools in the inner cities are really getting left out of this, especially too. Right. Yeah. Just because the upside is not as high. So, okay. So kind of continuing this train of thought for, for your personal journey through this, um, so how did you how did you make that I don't know that leap from you know basically you know you went through having essentially nothing and obviously you enjoyed coding so yeah. I'm assuming so um, and, and you know to to wanting to launch a program specifically aimed at students who may not have 
access just like you didn't have access? Yeah. So I think it really came about when I was, uh, I was in college. Um, I was, a, I was like a second semester or first semester sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically I had been messing around with a bunch of websites and e-commerce stores and so on. I was really getting interested. So I was taking some CS classes, computer science classes, and it really hit me. I'm like, well, why, why didn't I learn this earlier? This stuff is pretty simple. So I really believe that like little kids could comprehend this information, but right now if people didn't believe them. They couldn't do it because most of people building software like this are older. You know, they are in their older ages. So they're like, they, they don't believe kids really have that can do it. Right. And we're like, no, they can do it. Um, so basically what I did uh, a little prematurely is I left school um, with just a little bit, little bitty idea. Um, and we basically gave ourselves a year to build a startup, build user base um, and, and try to raise some money. Um, so we're on that journey right now. Um, yeah. We're doing a pretty good job. So I, I'm not huge in computer science. So I did have to go build a little team, get some partners, get some advisors. Um, and we've really grown and gone from there. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that a second. Um, yeah. uh, if you don't mind, um, first tell us your age. Yeah, then, so I'm twenty. I'm twenty years old. Okay, so see, so you're a young entrepreneur, and this is exactly yeah. what we like to see. I mean, this is you're an edupreneur. So that's one of our new key terms we like to talk yeah. about because it's an education. But yeah. you talk about that about being a young entrepreneur, and I'm sure your partners are all probably young too. Your co uh, Yeah, most of them are pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, talk about that. Your imagination and you know, no bounds, just going for it and having the courage to just just take that that leap. That's a growth mindset, is what it is. And yeah. so. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I, I've always been one of those people. I looked in when I was in high school. There's actually a thing called no schooling. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, um, but that's called no schooling. I didn't. I didn't get to do it in high school. I wish I did because I think that would have been a lot more beneficial to me. Uh, but I really got to the point in college. I'm just like, we're not learning real stuff. Like we're. I'm in these classes. My teachers are really old. They haven't done anything in 20 years. I'm taking these classes, and I just knew it was kind of just not real bullshit. Um, so then what I did, I was just like, no, I, I believe it, you know, pretty, I was literally naive. I mean, it's a lot harder than people think. I, I was like, we're going we're gonna to spend a year, we're going to build a product, we're going to launch it, we're going to raise money, it's going to be fantastic. Um, and, and that was kind of a little naive on my part. But in the end, I, I, I've been really, I've been happy that I did it because I, I'm learning so much more than I would in class. Um, I mean, we're, I'm, we're getting interns, we're getting inquiries from people that are older than us. Um, because they see we're doing good things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really cool. Um, the schools have been pretty good receptive. You know, I am pretty young, so we do get the teacher or the principal here and there. That's kind of um, skeptical. Um, but, but it was really the right decision, and I do think a lot of the colleges aren't teaching the right things. They're kind of making these business classes are pretty cookie cutter. Um, and they're not really telling the students, no, this business is actually not sustainable. This is not like they're, they're giving the kids an A when they actually failed business. Right. You know? and, and that's, and that's really bad, you know, and I'm seeing these kids, even in our space here, they get walked around in suits and stuff. And those kids are going to get smashed by, by stuff like us or, or, or us, because the problem is the kids are already getting late. You know, they're graduating at 23. If they go get a master's they're 25, they're just behind in the whole journey, you know, Um, a lot of people do drop out when they already have some traction, you know, but you know, it all works out in the end, good or bad. (laughs) I can tell you automatically um, you got my respect because that's the thing we're, 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 you know, we're in our late forties. So um, 
I, you know, we've both done a lot of things in our lives. Uh, you know, well, we've traveled. We've, uh, I, I play jazz. I play classical music. You know, I, I still do lots of stuff. But your generation gets that idea that I realized back 28 years ago when I was, you know, playing jazz clubs late in the night, I should have just kept following that track. You know, this is, you just got yeah. to hit your, hit your fears head on and just keep working. Because mm-hmm. yeah. even, even if you're not happy, you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm impressed, man. That's yeah. Yeah. that story alone. Uh, you could share with the students. Yeah. You no, know, listen. You know, yeah. start now at at thirteen yeah. or twelve, and yeah. at sixteen you might own your own business. That's just yeah. the you go down. I'll say I'll say one thing real quick. I really think if you start younger, your life is de-risked. So it's de- definitely a risk risk analysis because the older you get, you have more responsibilities, more things you got to pay for. So exactly. the younger you start the lower your risk. Um, it really comes back to like what Peter Thiel said um, is college is basically a tournament and it's insurance on your life, you know, because if you don't go to college, you don't get a degree, you're not going to get a job, which is, mm-hmm. is not true. Right. Um, because if you know the right people, you can, you can do it. Yeah. You got to go meet those right people uh, that can help you build your network. And that's how, if I ever wanted to get a job, that's, that's how I would get my job. Um, yeah, it's yeah. through the people I know, not based on, piece of paper unless i go to harvard then you know harvard piece of paper is really nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> depends on what that piece of paper yeah. says right yeah <laughs> and by the same token not not to say that no one should ever go to college by all means at least from my perspective you know uh if you're going into certain professional yeah. um well professional professions and, and i know it sounds redundant but if you're going to be a doctor a lawyer oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you have to, yeah, you're going to have to put your time in. You're going to have to go to school. You're going to have to get that, you know, those degrees. And I, and I realize, yes, agreed. when a person walks away with a degree, if they still got a D in all their classes, they're still called doctor. doctor that's but, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. still in theory, anyway, they went to the classes and, and they did all those things that, you know, there's a reason why they call it practicing medicine, Yeah. you know, because you are all the time, at least hopefully you're all the time practicing what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I do agree. I do agree. There's a couple industries where you have to get a degree. I know. Well, no, I, yes. don't get me wrong. I'm, <laughs> talking, I'm talking about all those other ones. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the other ones. Yes. We agree. Yeah. The 9 billion other yeah. ones other than the handful that, that you really that need. Three one. years of paying tuition just to jump through hurdles just so you can get that <laughs> yes. golden ticket. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, so let's jump awesome. back into it. So yeah. tell us yeah. where you see the future of Code Moji going. Yeah. So the future really looks, uh, we're starting to roll out in Canada quite a bit. Um, because that's a big market, uh, as well as the United States, it's less saturated. Um, and I have good connections there. Um, so we're doing that along with, you know, signing up a lot more schools in the Midwest, um, schools I can physically go to. Um, and we're just trying to expand, um, you know, bigger partnerships, uh, bigger channel partners is really uh, going to keep helping us grow. Um, and then on the product side, uh, just keep building the product as fast as we can. Um, Again, we have small content base, um, and that's where we're spending so much time, new features, but our team is only about four people, and only one and a half, you know, two people kind of on the dev side. It's a pretty small team for, for how many schools we're trying to support uh, and the product speed we're trying to build. Um, and they're still in college, so this isn't like they're spending full time on it. Right. <laughs> Part time. Um, so that's always the difference compared to us and then people that are spending millions and millions of dollars on this. And we're even starting to compete at a low level, obviously not at big level, but you can, you can compete, you know, even, even just being four guys, if you're smart enough, I mean, you can really piss them off pretty quick. 
Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's kind of where our goal is, you know, really making our resources and tools for teachers as good as we can. And that's really what I think will set us apart. We really want to be an EDU first product, I think, uh-huh. um, and then support parents later on where a lot of products went parent first uh, because you can really set up the metrics a lot easier with paid per click and so on. Uh, but really being EDU focused first and then bringing in the parents later. Uh, we do support parents now, but um, and not at a super big level. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk contact. If folks yeah. want to get in touch with you, throw it all out there. Yeah, so my contact information uh, is my first name is Livio, L-I-V-I-O, um, at codemoji.com. So that's C-O-D-E-M-O-J-I.com. Cool. Website is codemoji.com. Yep. Uh, they can find you guys on Twitter at Codemoji. Uh, yeah, Codemoji123. One, one, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Thanks, man, for being on the show. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been fantastic talking to you guys. And, uh, you know, I could probably learn a lot from all the experiences you guys have been through. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, we're I'm very proud of what you're doing there. Uh, awesome. Keep up the good work. Yeah, we'll, uh, and, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll uh, reach out to you uh, over the course of the next uh, year or so and see what you guys are up to. Get you back on. Awesome. Thank you very much for your guys' time. Have a good right. Thanks. Have, Have a good, good one, one, man. All right. Thank you so much to Livio Bolzon for uh, talking with us and visiting with us. Up next, we've got music from the Shane Howard Band, and this is Texas Rain. Texas rain keeps falling on me
take is one Makes my world go round What did I expect she's left again Sometimes it rains Sometimes it pours Texas Rain, one of our favorite artists here on the Edutech Guys show. Uh, been a great show so far, and it's only going to get better. One of the cool things that's coming up is you can catch us tonight on EdChat Interactive. Yeah, that's right. Coming up at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Central, and then fill in the rest of those. Uh, we will be at edchatinteractive.org. Uh, you can uh, hop over there and fill out the uh, form if you want to join us live. It is a live video and audio chat. And Jeff and I will be talking about politics of education. The topics of politics of education. <laughs> the topics, the topic, the topics. Anyway. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's losing his I've, mind. I've lost my mind. No, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you never know what I'm going to say. <laughs> well. No, I never know what David's going to say. If, you're getting, if you get David riled up enough, he'll... Uh, uh, you know, I, and you know, politics is one of those things that's gonna. It, it's really interesting. I think our politics are pretty much in line with each other's concerning education. And yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree. Although um, one of the things that we're able to do is, uh, if if the situation arises and there's a need for it, uh, one of us can always play devil's advocate. Oh yeah, to the other one. And, and, that's and, true. You know, I mean, yeah, we, we do that all the time anyway. Yeah. So it's our bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, you know what that brings us to? You know what time it is? It's time for the Google Tip of the Week. So today on the Google Tip of the Week, so a couple of days ago, uh, Google released some interesting stuff on active listening apps on Chromebooks for students. Now, if you don't know what active listening is, and if you're listening to us, you know what ap- active listening is. It's, it's what David and I do. It is also our bread and butter. Uh, we have to actively listen while we're doing an interview so that we're learning and understanding what we're talking about. And active listening, as which is different than passive listening. Most of our kids nowadays do a lot of passive listening. You mm-hmm. tell me, you see kids with headphones in their ears listening to music and stuff. And that passive listening is also handy because they do learn all the lyrics. True. Now, active listening is, is a really you know, big deal too. So um, Google, to support active listening skills, they spoke with a lot of educators around the country about the most helpful active listening apps to use with Chromebooks. And the two that kept popping up were Fluency Tutor and ListenWise. Uh, these apps, they integrate active listening into the classroom and lessons, and both apps can be used across a range of grades and subjects. Now, what's cool is Fluency Tutor, which is developed by Text, developed by text Help, lets students record themselves. 
So reading different types of texts like web content, Google Docs, and like other 500 different leveled reading passages. So they've gotten kind of into it to see what's going on. Then they can listen to themselves uh, and reflect on it before they submit it to the teacher. That's which is cool. pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's I very mean, that's cool a really stuff. neat one. Uh, a yeah. lot more to be found on the website, which we'll tweet out during the show. Yeah. Um, go ahead and, li- and then, listen uh, and, wise. And, and, and listen wise is actually a collection of podcasts and public radio stories featuring um, NPR content uh, that uh, helps improve students' listening comprehension. Um, and it also helps draw them into the world around them. So uh, very, very cool stuff. Students, uh, they'll listen and read along with the transcripts. Uh, they can even slow down the recording to get a better grasp on, you know, some of those complex concepts. And Or, you know, if, if you've listened to different radio programs, for example, this one even, um, sometimes different folks, you know, they speak at different speeds. And so sometimes you need to go back and, and, and be able to slow that down. But, you know, it helps improve student comprehension, um, understand, you know, story's main idea, vocabulary, and also gives them the tools to help summarize what's going on in the story. So very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. So that's our Google tip of the week. I think it's pretty relevant, active listening. Like I said, David and I, we do it constantly. Yeah. That's what we do. We listen and we try to retell your stories the best way we can. That's right. Absolutely. So, hey, it's been a great show today. We hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in and catching up with us. Hey, and what's really interesting is is that file was not infected. Uh, I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all. all. But, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.